Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Awesome. God bless you. You may be seated. You can really tell the church people when we get roll out that song. Ancient of Days. That was released on tape. That's how old it is. So, so if, if, you, if you thought that was a new song, then the new song, it's not only singing about the ancient of days, that song's ancient. And uh, I remember Ron Canoli on the front of that little tape. We used to play that in our car going on holiday till, you know, those days, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of Christian music out so if you ever got something out you used to really play it over and over and over and over again but uh, yeah it's uh, it's all good are you good? we had a great time last week with uh, Paul Scanlon um, I just thought that he brought such a timely message uh, into the, the, the life of, of the church he loves coming here and uh, I really felt um, that what he shared uh, impacted us, talked about message, uh, bricks without straw. And uh, yeah, it was one of those messages that really got you to think. Um, it, was, uh, it was really great. Got to handle uh, today a little bit differently because we're in really exciting and interesting times. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's good to just name it and, and, and look at some of those things which we're going to be doing in a moment. Uh, we, as you have heard, we're on our way to uh, King's Meadow Campus. It's been a, a long road, but we are actually uh, making the journey. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be drip feeding this information, you know, over and over, over the next few weeks to make sure that everybody is on board at our first service at King's Meadow Campus will be on the 24th of June, which will be here before you know it. And, uh, and we, our two services, if you again, as you've seen, 10.30 and 5. So that's a little bit of a, a change for us. And because now we've got this stake in the ground, uh, we're able also to announce Vision Sunday. Uh, it's been... Yeah, we've never done Vision Sunday this late, but it kind of just felt a little bit weird to be doing Vision Sunday in here. You know, we wanted to be in our new venue. So we've held off, held off, held off. And finally, we can have it. So that's on the uh, July the 1st. July the 1st. And uh, we're going to have three services that day. On that one week, we're going to have three services, which will be 1030, 12.30, and five, 10, 30, 12, 30, and five. And that's to maximize, maximize the opportunity for people to be involved. But also we, uh, we've got some exciting things planned. So we want our kids to be able to be part of that time as well. So we've got that, that morning service and that early afternoon service as well. So that is, it's very exciting. And we're going to be talking to you about stuff over the next few weeks and uh, it's, uh, you know, 
The Bible says that uh, weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And, uh, you know, some of us, we know how to cry well, but we, know, we, we need to learn how to celebrate as well. You know, we, we need to celebrate when God's doing something for us. And the fact that, you know, this is a good season. We're in a breakthrough season. This is a time, this is a time to be excited. It's time to, to, to smile. And uh, listen, I know there's um, a lot of excitement in the room. It's just that some of you need to let your face know. Just let your face know you're excited. Just turn to the person next to you and say, let your face know you're excited. Some of us had a little bit of a delayed response there. I know, I know. I know it's bank holiday weekend, but uh, and we're all a little bit, uh, we've been in the sun and that, but you know what? It's okay to let our face know that we're excited because this is a big deal for us as a church. We've believed for a long time. We've trusted for a long time. And now this is a time to celebrate. Now, if you were around last year at this time, we uh, were talking to you about Generous June. And, you know, there's some stuff we just do as family. And, um, and, and Generous June was just a, a moment of focus uh, to just be intentional and specific about our generosity. The reality is that we should be generous all the time as Christians. That is the deal. But it's just good to sometimes challenge ourselves and be intentional with our generosity. Now, I'm mentioning it now because we're not going to be going on about it. We're not going to be mentioning it much um, because we've got enough on. So we just think there was a lot of fresh information, a lot of new stuff going on. We're kind of uh, not going to really emphasize this like we did last year. But to say, hey, just put it in your mind that it is actually a good thing to be intentionally generous and to take opportunity in this month do do something big do something little you know buy someone a bunch of flowers send someone an email that you appreciate make someone a cup of coffee buy someone a, a stranger's uh, shopping uh, you know I don't know just do something intentionally generous and, and, and when you're doing it you know if you're going to make someone a cup of coffee don't take it to them and say you know, here's a cup of coffee. I want you to know I'm making this because Jesus has saved me and he's changed my life. And I just want you to know that I'm washed in the blood of the lamb. And that's why I've made you a coffee. So I hope you enjoy it. Do you take sugar? You don't take sugar. That's good. You're, like, you know, like really, don't, you don't have to go on about that. Just, you can just do something generous and let the act speak for itself, you know. Uh, and so we can just be chilled about that. Is that okay? You know, it's like sometimes I don't actually believe that being a Christian actually means you've also got to be weird. You know, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to, I'm just going to say that I think it is possible to be a Christian and not weird. Let's, I don't know. Turn to someone, Tando, turn to someone and say, he's talking to you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, over this next few weeks, kind of obviously, but also to say, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, let's go, because now we're, 
we're on the move. We've got to make a plan, you know. Anyone, any one of you have ever moved house or moved flat or moved country or moved somewhere, you know that you've got a plan. You, you, you know, it's not business as usual. And so, you know, uh, today we're having a bit of a chat together because it's ridiculous to think that in one of the biggest moves that we've made as a group of people in decades um, is that it's going to be business as usual. It can't be. But we're going to talk about let's go in different varying ways over the next few weeks. And I think that, you know, when we, we're running through the, the information there and we're talking about change, we're talking about, I don't know, you know, on, on, on the grand scale of things, on, on the world stage, we're not talking about massive change. But when we, when we talk about any kind of change, my first response usually is, how does this affect me? How does this affect me? And, 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 and hidden in the context of that title, Let's Go, is that it's let's, is let us. It's, it's to let us, it's to make us aware that it's actually not just about me. It's about us. And being a follower of Jesus means that I think of myself in the context of others. Being a Christian means that I think of myself in the context of others. That's why when Jesus taught us to pray, He taught us to say, Our Father who is in heaven, not my Father who is in heaven. He said, Our. Because He he wanted us to understand that as we pray, we also pray in the context of, of other people. Let us is inclusive. It, it means that, that we're, it's, it's not just about me, it's about we. It's not just about me, it's about we. We think about, we think about how this is impacting us. And we live in a me world. We live in a me world. And part of, I think, of the, 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 one of the markers of being a follower of Jesus is that I'm not just thinking about me. I, one of my laments can be that sometimes church in latter years has become, it's become something that, that meets my needs. You know, I, I want to get my word. I want to get my worship. I want to get what I need. I come and, I come and collect on what I need because I'm busy and life's tough and I need what I need. And, uh, and, there, and, and so for some, church can be a, a time where, I, you know, I, I pull up just before the service starts. I come in, I get my worship, I get my word, and then I get in my car or I walk, I walk away don't really engage and and yet the bible is quite clear that it's that if i'm going to be a follower of jesus i can't just be thinking about me that somehow the body of christ is meant to function not not we're not just here as a group of individuals we're here as a body if if you if you're not aware when we broke bread just then, and we, 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 we took of the cup in communion, that is an opportunity 100% to remember what Jesus has done for us. But it's also to remind me 
I'm part of a body. We didn't work through the we didn't work through the scriptures there, but if you went through the scriptures uh, talking about the breaking of bread, it's very specific that we're to remember what what uh, Jesus has done, but we're also to remember that if I'm out of relationship, if I'm carrying unforgiveness, I need to deal with that stuff because you can't simply recognize. Jesus without recognizing you're part of a body, part of a group of people. We are, it's about us, it's about we. And of course, as we're talking um, about moving, it, you know, and we've talked about raising up an army. I see an army. We've talked about uh, signing up as volunteers, and you guys have just been phenomenal in that. You know, it really is teamwork that makes. The dream work. We we are we in our in this whole move are meant to be looking out for one another. So it isn't just about how this affects me. This is an opportunity for us to be family. In the in the in the days and weeks leading up to going to uh, Kings Meadow campus, we we need to be thinking about yeah sure think about you but think about one another. In fact, Jesus said in John 13, He he said, a new command I give you. Um, How many of you know that a a command doesn't really give you choices? Jesus gave a new command. He He said, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must you must love one another. Turn, turn, turn to someone and say, I must love you. I, I might not always like you, but I must. I must love you. I must love you. Um, and, he, and he goes on to say that By this, everyone will know. Everyone will know that you are my disciples. There's something about us. There's something about we. There's something about the body of Jesus Christ. That that when people observe the way we love one another, the way we look out for one another, that somehow the world will see Jesus in that. See, to me, that's one of the most powerful forms of evangelism you can have. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not, just about, not just about inviting people to church. It is that, but it's not just about that. It's not just about leaving a, a track everywhere. If you don't know what they are, don't worry about it. I don't really like them anyway. But they, and I, I'll tell you why. Let me explain. Let me don't rush over that. And, and it's, 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 it's kind of the same problem that I have. The same problem I have with tracts is the same problem I have people who shout on the street. And, and I say that to you as someone who has done it in the past. Um, to me, that is lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy evangelism. It's, it's with all due respect to anyone who's ever seen it, heard it, you know, and if people have heard God, praise the Lord. I know, I know I did 
when I did it. But that was honestly, I think when I went and preached on the streets, it was more about what God was doing in me than what I was doing for anybody else. But, but the point I want to make is that I do believe that when, when we are seeking to communicate Jesus with people, it is on the basis of relationship. And that takes time, energy, and effort. It's not just about slipping a piece of paper somewhere or shouting at someone on a street corner. or you gotta, It's about building relationship. You know, it's about showing the love of Jesus. And, and um, so like, you know, listen, it's just an opinion. If you don't agree with me, don't email. It's fine. It's cool. We'll just agree to differ. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. No worries. But I'm, I'm saying that I believe the way, the way Jesus wants us to operate is through love and through relationship. Love, love isn't just a word, it's an action. In fact, that word love, which is agapeo, let me tell you what that means. It means, watch this, to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly. To welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly. That's, this isn't just saying, hey, I love you, man. Yeah, it's not just words. It's, it's action. It's saying that we show that we love by welcoming people, by entertaining people, inviting them back for a meal. It means, it means that I'm not just thinking about how I get to KMC. I'm thinking, who, you know, I've got a spare seat in the car. Who can I give a lift to? And I, I love this because um, actually this is already... Um, changed since the first service but I was you know we're trying to look after some of our seniors who've been coming here forever you know for, for, for years and years and years I mean uh, you know and uh, and so Joe who works on our pastoral team has been taking uh, you know taking planning to take some of our seniors show them the the bus route to Kings Meadow campus show them how to use uh, public transport which is which is great. It's, it's helping people. But, you know, my wife and I had some serious uh, words um, this week because we were trying to work our way around this. And, um, and I was saying, look, you know, the, the, the thing is, I mean, because there was like one of, the, one of the ladies who was needing a lift is like in her, like 92, 93. And like this part of me, get me, this part of me that says, sure, that's awesome that, we are showing someone the right tram or the right bus, there's also part of me that says, goodness gracious, you know, if someone's 90-odd, surely, surely one of us can pick them up in a car. Surely someone could be family. You know, I mean, I know some of our seniors are fiercely independent. Uh, and that, and I, I'm just saying that there was, uh, there was just, uh, in my view, uh, a better a better way of dealing with that. Anyway, the, the, the good news is at least someone's already volunteered to pick up two of those people and bring them, and bring them to Kings Meadow campus, which is absolutely awesome. And, you know, obviously a lesser man would take the opportunity of saying to his wife, who is sat in a certain part of this room, I said a lesser man, a lesser man. Like I would, you know, I know, 
I know, but I'm just saying, babe, I love you. That's all I wanted to say. I don't know why Lawrence would be trying to stop me telling my wife that I love her and stuff. Um, Because it's an opportunity to step up in my family. And this is, this is a big deal, let me tell you. It's not all about the smoke and the lights and the razzmatazz and the fancy. And the, it is, you know, it's this, the most important thing is the church we're becoming, the family we're becoming, the kind of people we're becoming. That is the most important thing. That's why we're not just thinking in terms of me, we're thinking in terms of us and we. And you know what? Let us doesn't start with us. There's a very good example of what let us starts with, and it starts in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us. God said, let us. So when God already led the way with let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they can rule. So we are here because of a let us. We, when we say, let us, we are being like God. Let us is empowering. Let us do something. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? It's about, it's about walking together. It's about building together. There is another illustration uh, in Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, where we see the, 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 a people gathered um, saying that now the whole world had one language and a common speech as people moved eastward. And they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they used the brick instead of stone, tarring for mortar. And then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, Watch this, so that we may make a name for ourselves. And if you read on, you'll find that God had to intervene because this wasn't about anyone making a name for us for themselves. This move isn't about us making a name for ourselves. This is about us being everything that God wants us to be. That's all. That's all. Everything that we do should and must point to God. Everything that we do is through and by the grace of God. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. You know, there was a huge amount of creativity going on here, but the Lord had to intervene. And, and, and what I love is that God had to acknowledge. What did he say this? He says, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. That's what God's saying. God is saying that, that, hey, these people speaking the same language, thinking the same way, working together, nothing will be impossible. Now, God had to stop it because that was a negative situation. But if you, if you flip it and turn it into a positive situation, we, we need to know that when we're talking the same language of faith and we're working together for the cause of Christ, nothing will be impossible for us. I'm going to go and talk to this side of the church because these guys, those guys, 
They're on holiday. They're on bank holiday. They are thinking, what am I going to do tomorrow? But I think I can feel, I can just sense the spirit on this side. I can sense, I can sense faith. I can sense faith on this side. I'm saying that the God we serve is trying to let us know that when we speak the same language of faith and we build together, nothing will be impossible to it. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. It's okay, guys. It's okay. You know, the Lord loves you. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. So there is something about our unity. And I've communicated that by producing division in the room. Which is an interest. Not everyone would have taken that angle. But I just felt that that was, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think, what am I doing? Um, So you see, the thing is this, for a little while... The truth is that we're going to have to think about things in a different way. Because that's the, that's the other side of the move. It's like, hey guys, we're moving. Yeah. And then we start talking about service times. It's like, oh, 10, 10, oh, 10.30. Oh. It's like, I think some people in this service are thinking, well, I don't usually get up till then. <laughs> I, I don't, what? 10, 10.30? Like, I, on, a, on a Sunday morning. I don't know. So but we, we're having to think about stuff like that, you know, catching a different bus, catching a different tram, you know, different service time, different route, having to leave home a bit earlier, having to leave home a bit later. I don't know. I mean, some of you here have already decided, you know what, I'm feeling the Lord's telling me about the five. The five is the service for me from now on. I think that is the anointed time. But the thing is that when you're going to be a follower of Jesus, we're not, we're not just thinking and, and looking at what makes things comfortable. We, we, in moving, we are actually bringing disruption. By making a decision to move, we're bringing disruption to your life. You see, the thing is, I feel that's part of my job anyway. I'm not here to to meet. You see, when we're comfortable, we don't change. We just stay as we are. You need someone who's just that annoying. It's like, I don't know. I think it's like an anointing, the spirit of being annoying. Some Some people are really powerfully anointed in this area. But it's like just that, that, that. Aggravation, that spiritual agitation that brings disruption. And often disruption uh, has negative connotations. But let me give you this definition of disruption. Disruption is to change the traditional way that something operates. Especially in a new and effective way. Let me read that again. Disruption is to change the traditional way that something operates especially in a new and effective way. So we are changing some stuff. Why? Because we believe that in the end, it's going to be not just good, it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome. But despite all the great things that disruption promises, it doesn't always feel great. 
You know, we, we can, it's great. Disruption is a great word to use in a, in a preach. It's not so easy to experience. It doesn't always feel as, as good. And I was trying to think out how to, how to get this across because it's like, yeah, disrupt, why? Why are we having all this disruption? I don't need, I've got enough disruption in my life. I don't need church to be bringing disruption into my life. You know, it's, it can be, we can get ourselves into a bit of a froth about it. But anyway, I've got a little bit of a clip just to, in a bit of a humorous way, to help us understand uh, some of the, the power of the impact of disruption. So thanks guys, let's just watch this. And there are people in this room who do have children, and there are people in this room who don't have children. And the people who don't have children, um, they think they know, don't they? They think they know. They know what it means to have children. Sometimes they chat about it, don't they, in their little couples. You know, oh, I'd love to start a family one day with you. It'd be lovely. You'd make a really good dad. Oh, I think you'd be an amazing mum. So, wouldn't it be so lovely having little, little, little versions of you and me running around? I'd love to have a family. And you think you know what you're talking about. You have no idea. You have no idea what it's like. You have no idea how difficult, how difficult things will become in your life. Things that you don't even consider to be things will become nearly impossible when you have children. I'm talking about things like leaving the house, for example. This is how people without children leave the house. Shall we leave the house? Yes. This is how I leave the house almost every day. Lucas, Oscar, come downstairs. We're late. Why aren't you downstairs? Put your shoes on. I don't know where my shoes are. Put your shoes on. Go and find your shoes. Where did you see them last? On my feet. After that, get your shoes on. Come here, come here. Arms up, arms up, arms in, arms in, arms up, arms up, arms in. That's my wife. She's so tired, she can't dress herself. <laughs> arms in, what arms, darling? Where are we going? I want to go to bed. Where are we going, darling? Darling, you've got Lucas's shoes on your hands. I found your shoes, darling. You put your shoes on. Where's Ozzy? Come downstairs! We're late! Put your coat on. I don't want to wear my coat. You, you know people without children? You know how you do zips up? I've seen how much time you have in your lives. How you focus on it. You get the one with the fabric. You just pop it in, don't you? It nestles in. Then you pause, thinking about your free life and what you might need to do with it later that day. And then you just glide up, don't you? Do you think I have time for that in my life? Every single morning. Stay still. You're gonna have to put another coat on. I can't, I've ruined this it. I've ruined this it. I'm sorry, I've made the situation work. Ozzy! My three-year-old will never come downstairs. The only way to get him to leave the house is we have to bluff. We have to pretend that we're leaving without him. It's the only way it'll work. We have to all go, bye-bye, Ozzy. We're all going then. We're all going. My, my other son loves it, the six-year-old. We're leaving Ozzy. We're going to stay here. I hate him. I hate him. Don't be so rude about your brother. Say goodbye. We're not really leaving. We're pretending to leave, OK? Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Ozzy. Bye-bye. But he doesn't care. He just goes, bye-bye. <laughs> Then we have to come back in and explain to him, we're not really leaving, darling, we love you, it's okay. I'll buy you something if you come. Will you come if I buy you something? <laughs> this is every single time we leave the house. The other day, we're leaving the house, and I just had enough. I just said to my wife, I'm sorry, I can't do this. We're bluffing, we're saying bye-bye to him. Then my wife says, let's go and get him. I'm like, stop, no, I've had it. No, stop. I cannot go through this every single time we leave the house. <laughs> it's driving me insane. 
Okay? I say we, I say we call his bluff. I think he has to learn a lesson. Okay? Let's go. Let's just go. Let's go to Corfu. Let's have a nice holiday. <laughs> You've no idea what it's like. You childless people. You've no idea. Driving? You go driving. You drive in cars, don't you? Driving along. Yay! What's the biggest drama you have to put up with? Oh, it's a bit chilly. Oh, put the blower on. Oh, that's nice now. Oh. Oh. oh, look, they've opened a new Carluccio. We should go there. We could go there any night. We could go there any night. <laughs> oh, what's this song? I love this one. Freedom! Freedom! I strap my children into the car. I work out what'll cut off the blood supply, then I ease it a bit. Stay there! We try and behave normally. Oh, what's this song? It's the wheels on the bus. Go, ding, 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 ding. Again, again! Look, there's a new Carluccio's there. We will never go there. Can anyone with children relate at all in any way, shape, or form? Yeah. I, I just, so the serious point to it is that. You know, in a way, life is set up to have a degree of disruption. Uh, probably having kids is one of the most disruptive thing that you can do in your life. And, and, and it, you know, it's, it's about raising another generation. It's like God has written it into the program that raising another generation will be disruptive. You know, you used to be able to go there. You used to be able to do that. You used to be able to go to Carluccio's any night. And now that has all changed because life at its best is set up to make choices and sacrifices that are not just about me. And what's interesting is, because what Michael doesn't mention, is that one day, one day, you will be able to go to Carluccio's again. And what you'll do is, once you can go again any night, is you'll talk about the days when you couldn't go. And, and, and you will realize that there was something amazing about those times. And, and, and you know, that there's a couple of you thinking, no, 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 I'm not. I'm like, that's done. I'm over with that. And we're not talking about any of that. But the point, the point I want to make is that usually in our lives, the, the Bible tells us, doesn't it, that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It doesn't mean that it's not blessed to receive. It's just that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. There's a little bit of a secret here that God is trying to get to us, that if we, if we live our lives from a place of generosity, if we live our lives from a place of sacrifice, from a place of giving, there is something that we get that we wouldn't otherwise get if we were just living, receiving, 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 receiving. Something, when something is demanded of us, that is more blessed when something is demanded of us. And, and we're, we're entering into a season where, where things are being demanded of us. We're having to think about things that we didn't have to think about before. We're having to rethink how, you know, we were just on automatic, but now we're having to rethink some of those things. And just to bring a little bit of perspective, Kings Meadow Campus is just too 
2.4 miles away. That's it. 2.4 miles away from here. It's not a big deal, guys. You can drive in nine minutes. You can walk it in 47. Lawrence is going to try that out for me later. I don't know. But that's what I understand. Google told me you can walk it in 47 minutes from here. It doesn't even take an hour to walk. And, and you know what? There are lots of benefits to being there. You know, we, you, can, you can go there and you can park right outside. Not, not down the road, not two streets away. You can park right outside and you can walk in. And, and it's going to be a great worship experience. It's going it's, it's to transform the way you understand what a worship experience is. We're, we're not going to have four services anymore, Tando. We're going to have two services. Two. I don't know. Some of us are going to have to try and not feel backslidden. You know, it's like two it's like, what, we've just got two services? Yeah, we've just got two services. We're going to have a nice coffee area, nice atrium area to have our coffees, and, and it's going to be amazing. But you know what? If we just sit here and hype up all the great things, we do you a great disservice because it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not just about selling you all the hype and all the good stuff that we're going to get. Sure, we're going to get that. But we are, we are entering into this disruption not to get that. That's not why we're doing what we're doing. We are looking, we are moving not because of what we're going to get out of it, but what we're going to put into it. And we're... Listen, the thing about this disruption, the thing about, thing about this move is that we're going to have to invest at a whole new level. First thing is we're going to have to invest money at a whole new level. We're going, we're going from a venue where we're not paying anything to a venue where we are paying something. We are, we are literally putting our money where our mouth is and saying that we believe that that which we're about is so great. It's so great that it is worth making this investment. We're not just investing money, we're investing time, we're investing talent that we've never invested before. But this journey is not so much about destination as it is about destiny. It's, it's about, this is about our future. It's about us believing that God has got us and that we are deliberately disrupting our lives to believe God for multitudes of people to find Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what this is about. That we, we, we want to have a great experience. We always want to have a great church experience. But we are believing that what we are carrying is, is something so powerful, so incredible that it was designed to impact this city and impact other cities. God wants us, God wants to introduce us to a version of ourselves we didn't even know existed. But that means that we're going to have to put ourselves out there a bit and, and we're going to have to step out in faith and, and be challenged and, and get out of our comfort zone a little bit and allow God to do something in us and do something through us. And I'll be honest with you, we, we are doing it because sure, we, we want to grow numerically I think that 
part of being a follower of Jesus is that you want people to find Him. You want their lives to be transformed. You, but I, you know, I, we, we also want to create an environment that provides the best possible environment. You know, God bless you guys down in the, the overflow. Love you guys. It's awesome that you are there. But you need to know that I am not excited you are there because I want you to be here. I want us to be together. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for being here. But I want to believe for a church where we can, we can be together. I mean, okay, you know, we're going to have two services uh, uh, and, and three on Vision Sunday. We're going to, as long as we can, we're going to have two. I, honestly, I don't think it's going to be long. I don't think it's going to be two services for long. I think we're going to have to add another service and that's cool because we are about reaching and impacting a city. So yeah, I want us to grow numerically, but the, the most important thing here is not just that we grow numerically, but that we grow. It's not about becoming a bigger church as much as it is about becoming bigger people. It's not about us just being, as I've said so often, a slightly better version of ourselves where we come to church and we don't do some of the things we used to do. But actually God wants to raise up the woman of God, the man of God in you. He wants to release the giant of gift and talent that you don't even know is there. And He's going to do that as we, as we build together something that is going to bring glory and honour to God. It's about growing disciples of Jesus. People who don't just talk about Jesus. People who aren't just fans of Jesus but people who have committed their life, given their life so that Jesus is not just Saviour, but Lord. And I believe that when you gather that kind of group, there is a power that will not only impact a city, but impact a nation. I believe that our best days are still ahead of us. Our best days our best days are still ahead of us. We thank God for everything that He has done, but our best days are still ahead of us. And God is at work and He wants to use me and He wants to use you to see His kingdom come and see His will be done. So listen, we should be excited about, you know, like, listen, you're going to love it. You are absolutely gonna love it this the, the, uh, when we get to where we're going I don't know there's gonna be hardly anybody sat weeping saying oh I wish we were back in that room that hot sticky room in the summer I can't stand this air con this cool air it's just too much I I, I want to go back to that hot sticky room now I don't think that we're going to hear too much of that but I under I want us to also understand it's not just about that it's not about us having a better, more easily accessible, comfortable experience. We're going because there's a job to be done, because there's a city to be won, because there's a nation to be impacted. And while we do that, as we build together the house of the Lord, we need to understand that God is going to help us build our marriage. He's going to help us build our family. He's going to help us build our communities. He's going to help us build the best life possible as we serve Him together. Can we pray? Can we pray? Father, as we look to our future, we've got some very exciting and also some challenging days 
ahead of us. And we know, Lord, that You're not intending for us to do it on our own. The Father, You are here by Your Spirit. It is by Your Spirit, through Your grace, through Your mercy that You're gonna help us. We, we do not labour alone. You labour with us. You run alongside us. You are championing our cause. You are gonna give us the strength and You're gonna give us the creativity and the wisdom and the understanding. You are gonna, you're gonna equip us to do everything that You want us to do. Father, our confidence is not in our own strength, nor is it in our own gift and talent. Our confidence is in the Lord. And Father, we say thank You today. That Father, this, this bank holiday weekend, Lord, You are building church. You are building church in us. You are extending our boundaries. You are stretching our minds. You are helping us to understand that Lord God, You have got better things for us. And that Father, as we trust You, as we put our confidence in You, Father, You will not disappoint us. We take authority over everything and anything that would seek to rob us of our confidence in these coming days and weeks. Father, as we, as we enter this season of transition, as we enter this season of change, we pray, oh God, that You'd set Your angels around us. That, Father, that we would have nothing but joy and nothing but confidence as we, as, we, as we look to see this new change come in. And Father, we believe, Lord, that as we gather together, Lord, in that first Sunday, 24th of June in Kings Meadow Campus, we will celebrate and we will sing, declaring our God is good, knowing that, Father, our best days truly lie ahead of us and that, Father, many will find Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour as we have obeyed You in Jesus' Name. And a faithful church said, Amen. God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.